Today, we are talking with the hilarious Blake Weber. You've seen his videos online. You've seen them everywhere. And we talk about what it is to be a comedian during quarantine and, uh, you know, the inspiration and motivation it took him to get us here. Welcome to That's Really Cool, Man. Oh, no. You're special. Dude, and it's like freaky, man, because New York, the only way to get around is with the subway. And yep. you, you touch that subway pole, you're, you're catching like not only Corona, but you're catching like HIV and like yeah. gonorrhea. You know what I mean? Like you're catching the whole slew, dude. So, so. You're getting herpes. You're getting the, the common cold. You're getting everything, dude. Yeah. And it's weird because now I'm starting to think back to, uh, to New York life like a distant dream. I'm like, dude, like I can't believe I used to crowd into subways like that. You know I what know. I mean? Is, is this is this making you think you want to move? Dude, who knows, man? Because, like, right now, I really i am vibing with L.A. life. Like, this has been the most productive I've ever been in my entire life. Like, I've nice. also never li- lived without a roommate. So while I've been out here, I've been alone. I've been cranking on my shit. You know, I started this podcast. And, uh, you know, I'm getting used to, like, this lifestyle of, like, it's sunny. You walk places. I still don't have a car out here, so I'm, like... I'm in Silver Lake though, so it's you know you're it's walkable out here. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's fueling like that that idea, dude. Like there, I don't know, man. Like I might just come out the other end. Like fuck it, dude. Like I'm just gonna live here, you know. And I don't know. Hey. If you've been here your whole life, right? Um, so I grew up mostly in Colorado, and then I spent my high school and college years in Florida. So, but I've been out here for about seven years now. Damn. So you might as well have been out here your whole life because you're you're almost hitting a decade out here, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I love it. I've never lived anywhere cooler or better. And I don't know, there's just like a certain energy you get, you know, when you're in a city with a bunch of people that are tr- hustling and trying to make it, especially in, you know, the particular industry that you're trying to make it in, um, which obviously is entertainment. You just, you feel like the vibe and you're like, all right, we gotta, we gotta go. This is work. We're right. doing work. Right, right, right. And do, like, straight up the amount of like pre-covid like the amount of connections i made like and fun i was having while doing it dude it was unreal like i was uh finding myself at parties with like the fucking vlog squad and shit like oh the yeah dobrik motherfuckers and i'm like this is weird but it's uh it's like the whole crowd's here like the whole gang is in this room and everyone yeah. knows each other um it doesn't really happen in new york you know what i mean i don't know like the last time you were in new york city but it's like it's a whole different like creator uh, community vibe out there you know yeah kind of it's kind of weird if you actually meet up with someone you're like what the fuck like <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude you know? no I, I was there last I, summer and i met up with the whole like meme squad you know like uh sunny sunny sabs and uh adam the creator and tank and all them um but yeah it was totally totally different ball game in terms of like the people that are hanging out out there and the types of creators that they are i feel like everyone there like sticks sticks together within their own like genre of type of creator whereas yeah, here dude. everyone inter intermingles 100 percent, and i don't know if that's for better or for worse because out here like there's definitely a degree of like you know uh like brown nosing like people like being overly nice but even if that's the case like so be it like if we're all having fun out here like and you're not like straight up like backstabbing me or something like i'm cool with that vibe like you know like People in New York, like, I feel like are almost a little too secluded in that sense because they're not like, like doing the L.A. thing where people are like actively like, yo, let's like let's link and build, bro. But like, 
you you know what I mean? It's fun though. Like if you do it the right way, like I don't know, you can make some some friends the right way. But um, all right, dude. So for people that don't know who you are, how would you how would you introduce yourself in a few sentences? Um, that's slightly difficult, but uh, <laughs> my it could be a few, I could be a few that... pages, few pages of words. You know, however you want to roll with it. Yeah, no. Um, so most people who would know me would know me as Blake Weber, um, which is an online personality uh, that sort of um, is like a satire of like society of what's popular in society. Um, so I guess it started the Blake character started in in the vape space, uh, satirizing vapors and then sort of moved into just the idea of satirizing social media influencers. Now it's kind of developed into um, like a sketch character as well as a voiceover, my voiceover character, which sort of, um, again, satirizes what's happening in the ethos, um, yep. what's going on uh, in society right now. And applying those things to different types of videos, such as, you know, robots or uh, animal videos or right. uh, little uh, cartoons and sometimes even just straight up voicing over celebrities and replacing their words with my dumb voice. Yeah, which has been like a massive hit on the Internet. People love it. Yeah, yeah. People absolutely love it. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I would say. I, uh, it is my real name is uh, Aristotle Georgeson, and I have a background in uh, stand up and improv. So, <laughs> dude, yeah, you wow me like every single time I see a new like trick or talent up your sleeve. It's it blows my mind every time. Like, first of all, your real name is crazier than your stage name, which is doesn't happen that much. It's like way cooler, and, and like there's more like syllables and everything. It's like the whole nine yards, and Every like month or so, I see uh, a video of you with some crazy new trick, uh, whether it's like juggling or throwing a ring up and then catching it on your like toe, like perfectly. <laughs> like I've seen some crazy shit come out of you and uh, I like I don't even know how one like learns all this shit and is, is as multi-talented as you are. Yeah, well, it, uh, a lot of it comes from being an only child and being bored as hell. When Entertain, I like straight up entertaining yourself. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I was you don't say, have uh, someone... play, playing with yourself, which I'm sure you did as well. Uh, oh but yeah, this is a uh, this is uh, a little more wholesome. You know, like you like playing like like racquetball with yourself. And yeah, playing you <laughs> playing with myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's literally what it is. Uh, but yeah, I'd say a part of it is that, and then. Um, I guess I was I was sort of into uh, the theater arts um, when I was in like middle school and stuff and and when I when I went to college I, I went to Florida State University and they're one of two colleges in the country that has a circus and so I was in the circus at Florida State uh, for two semesters and um, I had already know I already knew like how to juggle and stuff but it just like refined the skills and. Um, I took some uh, courses in clowning and whatnot. So that like, you know, taught me a lot of what I can do uh, in terms of physical humor and stuff. So yeah. Dude, that shit is crazy. And did we talk about this? Cause we did your podcast almost a year ago, which yeah, is almost exactly about, a year ago, right before VidCon, um, which is actually insane to think that's how long ago it was. Cause like this whole year was put on fast forward, but um, 
I think we talked about, like, I asked you about Clown College, if I remember correctly. Then we started talking about Steve-O, because Steve-O did all that shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and I had done a video with Steve-O, like, the year before, uh, and we connected on the whole idea of, of clowning. Right, because he failed out, or he, he like, flunked out. He got into, like, a very, uh, not to talk about Steve-O over you, but, like, you know, he he got into, like, a very competitive clown college and then, like, flunked out, from what I know. I, I wasn't aware of that. I didn't, I didn't know that. I, I just, I know that he ended up, I didn't know that he necessarily went to clown college per se, but I knew he ended up in a circus in Florida. Right. Uh, and, that, right. and that's where the jackass people found him. Dude. So insane. So you, so you straight up went to, was, was the school called the clown college or did it just have a clown college division like section? Yeah. So it just had like clowning courses. Interesting, but it and was it, of- it was the it was the circus itself, and then they were offered through the circus program, the clowning courses. And do you take like lifelong lessons from that from that from that those types of classes? I would imagine you have to have something like something like perseverance and just like to nail a trick, something like that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And and then also for me, it's more of just like how I can apply it, uh, what I learned as like a, a bit in life. Like one of the one of the things I love to do when I go to festivals. I love to like be in a big group of people and just like fall down in front of everybody, but like <laughs> fall down very dramatic, like hard, like it looks bad. Right. And just watch all the people come over and be like, Oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, Oh, I don't know what happened, dude. That was crazy. Dude. I love that shit. Like with popcorn flying around and like Slurpees, like explosions, like that type of shit. Cause th- I saw there was a, there was a viral hit. This has to be like two years ago at this point where there was this girl, this blonde girl, you know what I'm talking about? I know like, exactly who you're talking about. She has about. like the same st- type of training where she falls like wipe out. Like she was in a movie theater uh, lobby and it looked like she ate absolute shit. And when I first watched it, I was like, damn, is she all right? But she's like a trained professional who does that like you for like shits and giggles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I think it's so funny. And and the reason why I've never documented I've been doing it for like a long time. The reason I never documented <laughs> it is because I saw her videos and I was like, oh, she did it first. And I don't know, man. I think the, I think the internet could uh, use a little bit of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I probably could, right? Uh, but yeah, no, I, it's like one of those things. There's so a lot of in the stand-up world, it's, you know, it's hack or it's like considered to be like taboo to do like a a similar joke or like a similar premise or whatever and for me that really carries on into like videos and like the style and what I do like if I see that someone else did a thing um or uh, or whatever I'm like nope not going to do that not right. even going to touch on it and whereas you know a lot of meme creators one of the things that I found fascinating is they'll say things like um you know, if, if I see someone else do like a format, like a meme format or whatever, like I'm going to do my version of it. And right. I, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's definitely a different mentality. Uh, and it's definitely even weirder when like memers are just like sharing the same joke, like literally the same joke, but then they'll just like put it on their own image. Yeah. It's like recycled. Like there's a lot of recycling and, and, and like a lot of straight up like stealing from like the, the more shit post meme page. Like, when I came up in my world, I was playing catch up in terms of learning how the meme world worked because I'm I arguably I owe my career right now to a meme page called Grandma's Butthole, which is now since deleted. Uh, but they took my video, my animation, and they posted it without my tag or anything, but not because it was like, 
malintent. It was like they just didn't know who the original creator was. But like that's how I found out that my shit was like popping off. And then I contacted them and they tagged me. But that was like me like like getting super acquainted with how uh, this all worked. Like you hit up meme pages and sometimes they credit you and sometimes they don't. And like if someone doesn't, you got to like be like, yo, like fucking credit me. And I'm sure that happens a lot to you with your videos too. Like you see like big, big-ish meme pages like just ripping your shit, yep. right? Or even worse, like I'm sure you've seen copycatters um, of your shit overall, just like remaking their own content, no? Yeah, 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 definitely. I've seen it. And now, now, you know, it's my, my like style of voiceovers sort of became, uh, they like, if anyone sees my voiceover and doesn't in, in the page didn't tag me or whatever, there'll be like, you know, hundreds of people in the comments that are like, yeah, Oh, dude. tag, tag Blake Weber. That's him. That's Your Blake Army. Weber, blah, blah, blah. Hell yeah. So, so that's nice. But in, in the beginning when I was just sort of making fun of vapors, I like, I sort I, I jumped on the bandwagon like right away. Like I was probably the first one to like really have like a, a vape character that was making fun of it. And my, I owe my success in the beginning to fuck Jerry because no way. they posted one of my videos and didn't tag me or whatever. And then I, I was like, what the fuck? Like I got tagged by a bunch of my like college friends who were like, dude, your right. videos on fuck Jerry. Right. And, uh, and, and then, you know, I, I hit them up and then they tagged me, but that like took my account from, you know, I had like eight or eight or 10 K followers of people that just were like, wow, what the fuck is this guy? Right. To like 40,000, 50,000 people being like, what the fuck is this guy? And it just yeah, like yeah, created yeah. a stir, you know? So, and how bad is that feeling when you see your, your content like popping off without your name attached to it? I remember that was like a heart sinking feeling, dude. Right. Cause, cause you're like, fuck what, what could have been, you know, right. what could have happened? Like, where could I be if they would have just tagged me from the beginning? Dude, I straight up, it, I remember this day very clearly. It was a summer 2017 and my, one of my like 2000, like I only had 2000 followers and one of them saw the meme page steal my shit and they he hit me up and thank god to that dude cuz like i straight up ran to well my wifi i was i was home on long island so my wifi was down it was raining i ran in the rain to uh, my local train station cuz they had like public wifi and it was like dude i was like i'm going to fucking like fix this shit i'm going to make right this wrong and i'm like it was so cinematic me running to this train station so i could connect to the wifi hit up this meme page and refresh like every half a second to see if they tagged me and dude once they tagged me it was like a sigh of relief because then like these followers started coming my way and same deal with you like it was uh it was it wasn't really overnight but like i popped off like plus 5k new followers and that was like the biggest jump of my fucking life and yep uh it stoked me to like make the next one and then it kept growing from there and um but when you get reposted by like a fuck jerry and for those who uh, who, who don't know fuck jerry's um, I guess in it's like prime was like the top meme page of oh, like yeah. the internet. Um, and it's still, it still is one of them. But, um, a few years ago, I, I would say is when it was like the page to go to see memes you reposted by them that like, that's how you got like plus 50 K I would imagine just like notifications, like out the ass straight up dude. And, and like, even I can only imagine what would have happened if they would have tagged me from the beginning, but even they, they tagged me like 12 hours later or whatever. And I still gained like, like 30 K like 30 or 40 K. It was insane. And what, <laughs> what, what video was that? Um, it was one a long time ago where I was like hitting a vape in front of a gray wall. And then uh, there was a voiceover that came over with like, 
like a dubstep sound and it was like when i'm in this moment i'm not thinking about the haters it's just me and my dope ass clouds and then like dubstep drop and then like the dubstep cut out and i was just waving at the camera like hi haters (laughs) (laughs) that's great dude and you just recorded that on like that's just what you were doing right because you weren't necessarily do making content for a huge audience you were just doing it out of the love yeah, I was doing it uh, really at the time to troll people. I wanted people to think that Blake was a real person and that he was just obsessed with vaping and like that's it. And 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 it and it really it it really did fool people. And to this day, you know, I still get you know tons of people DM me like, "Is that your real? You really talk like that, don't you? Is that your real voice?" Yeah. And I like it's still really funny to me. And I always right. said like, it, it, "I'll." I'll move away from like constantly doing the voice if it ever stops being funny. Right, right, right. And it's still fucking good, dude. I remember the first time I found about you was on Andrew Hale's uh, Chatting With series. Okay. uh, Maybe two years ago. Um, And uh, it was, uh, what was it, Chatting With a Person of Clout? Yep. Dude, and I thought, I would just assume that you were, like, that the Blake character was a real character. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? This dude's real? And it blew my (laughs) mind. And uh, I think I later caught on um that uh it was like a state it was like a stage character it was like a like a hyperbolized version of yourself and uh but i'm also fucking smart you know i'm sure there's a lot of people that are just like <laughs> they're just like, like, like oh my i'm God. also like really fucking smart <laughs> i'm also a genius and the fact that uh you know and there's so many kids out there on social media too like i know people think that that's a real dude you know what i mean i know they think that's your real voice dude um, and do you play that up? Like if they ask you on DMs, like, do you play it up and just say like, like, yeah, it is. Oh yeah. 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 I, it's shit. funny. Cause I, you know, and I'm sure you get this all the time. I've had to like stop really answering DMs sure. because it always, it never ends good really with somebody. Um, right. because at some point they're going to be like, Hey, can you follow me? Hey, it'd be really dope. If you start, if you like my pictures, Hey, could you share this on your story? Yeah. And, and I'm like, obviously like, like, okay, I might like a picture once or twice, but no, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to follow you. <laughs> right. I mean, I see it from both. I, I mean, the DMS I get are very, very nice. And I try to respond to as many of them as possible with like a thank you or something. But like the, uh, I, I, I remember being 10 years old on the internet, bro. I remember like hitting up Ray William Johnson on YouTube and being like, hey man, please subscribe to me. It would mean the world if you subscribe to me. And it's just like, I was that kid. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. they don't see the reasoning behind it. They don't they don't see that. Of course, they're not going to fucking. But um, dude, I, I would be curious what the weirdest uh, interaction that happened on the DMs was. If one comes to mind, if there was a total weird exchange that uh well you know made you a little uncomfortable well i mean it was it, awesome. it, it, it was it was something along those lines where it was someone like hey man could you follow me back or whatever and then i was like maybe one day like that was usually my like go-to response i love that it's like cool. maybe one day Mysterious. and then this person like would just he kept hitting me up dude and was like dude please follow me blah 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 and then like I started just, I had to start leaving him on red because it was just like a way, it was wasting my time to like respond to this person. Yeah. And, um, and then eventually it's like, wow, guess you're too, guess you're too famous to respond to your fans now. And it's like, no, I, you're just like bothering me. Like right. you're literally right. like invading my privacy. Just 
like, and it was, and it was after a really nice DM, like his first DM was something really nice. It was like, Hey man, you really helped me get through a lot of tough times. And like, of course I responded. I was like, thanks dude. I'm, you know, I'm glad I can help in any way. Right. Uh, keep living your life and crushing it, you know, and was hoping normally like that would be it. That would be all you get. And then he just kept asking me to follow him. And then he blocked me because I just left him on red. Right. Right. I mean, there's that, that's like, there's countless people like that out there. I don't, I don't know why I don't see the logic behind it. Um, but I've, it's just like the classic, uh, it's almost like they're, they're out to troll you in a sense. You know what I mean? Like yep. they're, they're trying to get to you. And I mean, you can't pay any mind. Um, I, I've, I've been doing this thing for close to three years now, dude. And I'm like learning the ins and outs and like the etiquette of like, interacting with those types of people and like when to not respond. And yeah. like I said, I try to respond to as many people as possible. Cause at the end of the day, this is like, I'm currently living the dream, dude. The fact that I was able to just drop everything and like come to LA. Cause I felt like it, um, is it like, it's like uh, my eighth grade dream. The fact that I was like, had the finances and the means and the flexibility and yep. the fact that I work for myself to do that, um, for you, um, you know, with the, with the goal of being, you know, you, you've wanted to be a comedian for so long. How good does this shit feel that it's kind of manifesting itself in front of you every day? Yeah. I mean, you, you, there's no better feeling, you know, like than being able to wake up and move at your own pace. That's always been my thing because right before I moved to California, I was working at this advertising firm and I was a uh, account executive, meaning I sort of like talked to clients and I built their ad campaigns and did all this stuff. And in a given week, I legitimately had like 60 something deadlines between print Damn. ads and radio spots and TV ads and shit. So like my life every day, like I'd wake up at, at, at you know, 7 a.m., go to work, get there by eight. And then I was like, nonstop emails, phone calls, writing ads, uh, right. creating copy, um, you know, getting yelled at <laughs> yeah, like dude. so often. And so my, the pace of my day was like insane from the second I got to work until I went home, which sometimes was until eight or 9 PM because I had to wait for my California clients to approve their ads. So Damn. I like my, the, so for me, one of the biggest things that I love most about this lifestyle is being able to move at my own pace because I was like forced to like, you're doing everything wrong. Blah, blah, blah. You got to get your deadlines. You got to hit your deadline. If you hit miss a deadline, that's $25,000 out of our pockets. That comes out of your salary. And right. it's like, Whoa, fuck. Right. Right. So you've seen what you, you've seen what you don't want your, your life to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was, it was crazy. Cause like I, it, I wasn't making great money, but like if I would have stayed there for like, three years, I'd be like making so much money and I, but I couldn't handle the stress. Like every day, every single day that I worked there, I literally remember looking out my window cause we're on like the 30th floor. I'd look out my window and be like, damn, if I just jumped out this window, I wouldn't have to submit my deadlines. This, I wouldn't have to hit my deadlines this week. It was that bad. <laughs> dude, it was awful. It Holy was so shit. bad. Wow, dude, they they were about to install those like Chinese fishnet th catcher things under there just just for you, huh? 
Yeah, I was like, well, if, if I jump, then one, they're gonna they're gonna get investigated. <laughs> right, right, right. That was the master plan at the time. Now the master plan is just like tracing down those meme pages that don't ta- uh, that don't tag you. It's like yeah, a hell that, of an upgrade of a problem. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Dude, that's that's fucking great to hear, man. It's like I, I know there's uh this is episode four, so I know like uh there has to be a few listeners where. Um, they listen and they, they know that whatever they're doing now isn't exactly what they want to be doing for the rest of their lives. What could you tell those types of people, whether they're young or our age or a little older, like what could you tell those people, um, to keep in mind, to like build towards, uh, you know, the life that they, that they actually want to live. What did you do? Uh, sure. Sure. There's a lot of luck involved and timing, but, um, there's also just so much, so much more. So what would you say? Well, you know, for me, it's one of the things is just like, it sounds really dumb and cliche, but it's just one, just don't, don't stop doing it because totally. I feel like there, there was actually an, uh, I think it was a, um, it was, it was one of those like political cartoons and it sort of resonated with me. I saw it a few years back and I was like, Oh shit, that's that. It was like motivated me so much. And it was like this guy, uh, it was two guys digging towards like a pot of gold. And one guy was like, had given up but the pot of gold was like right here and the other guy was like really close and he was like still digging and it's like man if if only if you had just given yourself however however much more time to keep searching you know you'd find the thing so it's like it's really one it's just not giving up and then two like again you know treating it as a job because a lot of people i feel like get complacent with, um, you know, they'll start to get some heat or they'll start to like find a niche or do something. And then they just sort of get complacent. They don't treat it like a job. And I know like Jerry Seinfeld, um, with standup was saying in the beginning of his career, he used to just sit down and would write for like four hours a day, I think is what he said. It was just like four hours a day. He sat down and wrote and right. he treated it like a job and like he would go out and test his material at all these different sets and everything. And uh, when you treat your passion as like a real job, that's when uh, you can really start to make progress and, and, and see yourself um, moving in a good direction. Another example of that, I believe, was Eminem. Uh, one time, Akon, they were doing a song together and I'm pretty sure it was Akon. Uh, and he showed up at the studio at like 1 p.m. And Eminem had been there since like 9 a.m. And he's like, yeah, at 1 p.m. I came to the studio and they were like going to lunch. And like he, they're like, he's like, what are you doing? And, and Eminem's like, oh, yeah, we're going to lunch. It's lunch break right now. And he like took out his lunch, took an hour to like sit there and do his lunch, went back to work. And then they were like in the middle of working on the song at 5 p.m. And Eminem was like, all right, uh, we're done for the day. And then just like. And Akon was like, what the fuck, dude? You're, we could keep going. And he's like, oh, we'll do it tomorrow. Right. And he came back the next day at 9 a.m. And he worked from 9 to 5. He treated his rap career as like a, interesting. an actual job. And, you know, in a way, you know, a lot of people might disagree with that method. But if that's what you have to do to make sure that you're, you know, working and staying on top, then, yeah, treat it, treat it as though it's like a real job. Yeah, and it also prevents burnout. Like I, I, I know once like workload started increasing bit by bit for me, I, uh, I was one of the believers. I was like the Gary V type of thing where I'm like, you know, work like as long as you possibly fucking could, and like sleep less and all. And and uh, I did that for a little bit, and I, 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 
I, I, I got to show a little bit of love to that mentality because I think that's what started it all for me. But as uh, you know, lately it's been work smarter, um, not harder. And I've been treating it exactly like that. Like, tr like, dude, I've been like, gr gr like two years ago, I would skip breakfast and I would be like eating lunch at like 4 p.m. And it was like wondering why I fucking hate what I'm doing, you know, which is what I'm supposed to be loving. And uh, now it's more like respect like your hours. You know, you are your own boss and you want yourself to be a good boss to you. So, you know, do the do the go through the motions, like wake up at the same hour every day. And it, it's tough because you got no one on your ass telling you to do this shit. Yep. But um, you have to do it. Otherwise, if there's no structure and I'm sure there's 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 I'm sure there's a good amount of creative minds out there that like thrive with like no structure but I'm not one of them and it sounds like you you aren't either mm -hmm. um I need that structure in my life and I also uh I think I perform best under that you know yeah you yep know? I'm the so. same way I, I I thrive on on pressure and uh yeah there's there there you know there are days obviously where you do need to like take a moment and be like, all right, relax. Like you're not in the right headspace to want to do, to really do anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so you got to listen to your body and you got to listen to yourself in that sense. And I found that during this whole quarantine situation, like it's been, it's been somewhat, it's been pretty difficult for me to feel motivated because like, you know, one of the things that I've always thrived on was being around other people and um getting inspired like going out to events and like you know talking and like really really just like bouncing ideas off my friends or even just like out shooting the shit or like going to to watch music which is always just like so inspiring because like fuck dude this this is this is dope um right and and, right. and you just and you and you can really watching other people perform and succeed is it's motivating plain and simple and so not being able to like do that has taken its toll on me. And it, it's been, it's been difficult. Uh, you know, I like to think of myself sort of as an extrovert and right. uh, it's, it's definitely hard when you can't like go out and, and be around people and talk and, and make jokes and fuck around. So like I've had to take more days uh, of just like, fuck, just relax. Everything's okay. Totally. You're, you're cool. Like I've had to take more of those days recently because it's been, it's just been difficult not being able to, you know, sort of do what I want to do when I want to do it with the people I want to do it with. Yo, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Manscaped. They're the sponsor of this podcast. And uh, listen, for all the dudes out there, you know what I'm talking about? I know when uh, you're manscaping, uh, things can go a little wrong. You hurt yourself. Uh, and things could just go awry down there when you're working on the boy boys. Listen to this. Listen to this clean. That's a clean cut right there. The Lawnmower 3.0. Um, take it from me. It works. Um, men got to take care of their bodies, just like women take care of their bodies and women are beautiful. How about we be a little beautiful for once, men? You know what I'm talking about? Um, you could get 20% off and free shipping with code coolman at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping, meaning you don't got to pay or bribe or tip the mailman at manscaped.com and use code coolman. Again, thank you very much, Manscaped, for sponsoring and uh, thank you for the uh, newspaper. If you're looking at the video version of this podcast here on YouTube, look at that. That's freaking cool. I appreciate the little things. Um, thank you so much, Manscaped. Back into the podcast. Yeah, dude, it's been it's been weird for 
artists, especially because they're not like logging on to like, you know, handle a spreadsheet and they got their remote boss. If they're one of the lucky ones to still have a job right now, it's a weird time for everybody. But um, same dude, like I always thrived in like the group setting and also just meeting people. And what I really miss, like I said, I had my tour planned for the end of May. I was super, super stoked for that because um you you did like a similar thing you had like a little bit of like a you you were doing these ted talks sort of things i remember seeing clips for that and that shit was so dope because it's those types of um opportunities and instances in like an online content creator's life where you get to meet all these motherfuckers who mostly are just represented as like pixels and numbers and then you see like they're actual humans who are like rooting for you and laughing for you and like smiling and like hugging you and taking photos with you that was always the best feeling for me um, because you you forget at points that these are real people and you're like, you get down on yourself like, damn, only 50,000 views on this video. It's like, dude, that's 50,000 people. That's yeah, 50,000 that- people. And then when you have like uh, like a crowd of 50 in one of your your rooms, whether you're doing a comedy show or a crowd of 100 or, or, or whatever, like you're like, dude, like this shit is lit. This is so many people. You know what I mean? Yep. And yeah, it, Totally. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like the type of thing where I'm like, I do miss that. I'm, I, it sucks that I wasn't able to experience that tour, but I'm trying to keep my eye on the prize and work harder during this like this lull of a time so that when those types of events are able to happen again, um, you know, it's going to be that much better and that hopefully that much bigger, get to meet more people. Um, but it is tough, man. I hear you. It's, it's a weird, weird time for everybody. Yeah. And it's, and, and, you know, it was like, really, it was, it was, it's like, for me, you know, I was about to announce a bunch of tour dates as well. Um, so I was, I was super stoked on that. And it was just like depressing to have to like, to know that like, damn it, this is, this is gone. There's like one, because of, you know, it's, it's part of the, uh, that was part of my business obviously was, uh, was touring um, and then two, just not being able to get that feedback loop, you know, like I've been, I've been working towards, uh, turning that Ted talk into a special and, you know, doing these tour dates right. was just, was going to, you know, obviously just get me that much closer to my goal, which is taping this in front of a live studio, a live crowd right. and having it be as good as it can be. And so now it's just, you know, it's just, it's frustrating to like lose out one on the gigs and two the experience and three, you know, the, uh, the, the, how much closer I'm getting to my ultimate goal, which was taping it as a special, but you'll do it, dude. And I have no doubt that you'll actually make it happen, but I hear you. Like you were excited to make it happen like nine months sooner. And now it's like, fuck, like this has, this whole master plan has to be pushed nine months later. And it is like a little, it's frustrating because you are like responsible directly for your own work. You have no one to blame. Same deal with me. Cause you're working on your own craft um, and it's that type of shit. Like you have no one to point fingers at when it's just you. So totally, totally understand you, uh, you feeling and, and, and beating yourself up a little bit. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, what I've been like telling people that listen to this is like, you, it's, it's, it's not your fault. It's no one's like, you know, when you feel like you have a bad day and, uh, you for some reason feel like, you know, someone's out to get you like God fucking hates you or something. It's like, yep. dude, there's nothing you could have done about this. You know what I mean? Like some people are luckier than others. I'm sure like the people that were supposed to have a fucking wedding or something on like April 1st feel a little bit like more irked than others. But this is like 
totally outside of all of our control. Um, and it's also just fucking weird. Like, when was the last time we couldn't, like, hang out with each other? Like, I, I think back to, I was in New York for, during Hurricane Sandy, and that shit blew out our electricity for 10 days straight. That that felt like forever. Now now it's like, that, make, that, make, that makes that, like, look micro. But um, at least during that time, I was able to, like, hang out with my family and, like, you know, hang out with friends in the dark. Now it's like, you can't even do that. So it's like a, it's like a true test of human psychology right now where we're just like what do we do and and technology is like saving us a little bit right now but like two months in it's like all right now we got to start thinking long term for like mental health and all that um as i'm sure like i've i've learned a lot about myself in terms of that you know um as i'm sure you have too yeah yeah no no question about it um and and that's a good good way to put it like it is nobody's fault and all the the other the other thing is is that you know it, sometimes I feel selfish having those thoughts. It's like oh, this is the worst thing that could have happened to me. But then right. you realize like it's happening to everybody, and so many people have it so much worse. And it's like just shut the fuck up and uh, and and deal with it. Everything's gonna be okay. Things things will work out. And in the meantime, pivot. Figure out how to best utilize your time to feel good about what you do and to make the people that you're entertaining happy and, um, and keep on grinding, <laughs> keep, right. keep on keeping on as my grandpa used to say, dude, hell yeah. Um, with, uh, with a more positive, uh, uh, tinge on things. I want to talk about how Selena Gomez follows you on, uh, on TikTok. <laughs> yes. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. All right. Um, what the fuck? Like, how did that happen? It's got to be some kind of for you page thing where she <laughs> saw a video and followed me. I think it's what I find the weirdest was now she follows seven people. Uh, okay. Originally and, it was two, right? From yeah. I originally it was two and it was me and this like weird like doll, like a doll that she followed that makes TikToks. And that was what I found bizarre. I was like, Listen, why is she following this fucking doll? Like, it's the she... ultimate compliment. If she's following a fucking doll and then you, uh, there's nothing better. There's nothing yeah. better. <laughs> right. You know? uh, and so it may, it like begged the question, like, is she like, is this, is she running the dolls account? Like what is going on? Huh. What's going on here? It was, it was fascinating, but yeah, I, I was super stoked about it because you know, she's, uh, I guess she, on Instagram is like n now I think she's number two in terms of following. Damn. Um, Who's number one? Behind Ariana Grande. Okay. Uh, but I I just thought it was cool that like the most followed person on Instagram followed me on TikTok. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't believe it. Did you ever try like reaching out to her on Insta or like on? I don't really know how TikTok DMs work, but like you ever try like reaching out directly and just being like throwing her some love or something i'm scared i'm afraid that if i like message her she'll be she'll like unfollow. what he's messaged me goodbye like and Dude, immediately unfollow i don't know man i would take that risk like who the fuck like who knows you could do like a tiktok duet with her or some shit <laughs> that would be crazy <laughs> that'd be the craziest it be, thing it would be funny i know that but yeah, I, I was just i i probably should on because she doesn't follow me on instagram but uh, on TikTok, if you follow each other, that's when you can message somebody. And so, if I did message her, she would she would see it. Like, there's no question about it. It's just like, how often does she really? She never posts hardly ever on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Well, TikTok, dude. So TikTok, 
I need you to explain some things to me because you're killing on there right now. And uh, I'm currently in the state of mind where I feel like if I post anything on TikTok, um, I lose followers. And I had like a really good run in beginning stage TikTok. I was like getting like plus 500K followers because I had such a backlog of okay. shit. Yeah. You know, so I just kept like I was just playing catch up with my content. I kept posting shit up and I got to like a million followers in like nine months. And yeah. I was like, oh, this TikTok game is easy shit. And um, then all of a sudden the algorithm shifted and I feel like they started favoring like other stuff, like stuff that wasn't necessarily animation and stuff that like had human faces in it, like and like stuff that fit the the format. Like I was posting like widescreen shit like. You know, like on the portrait version and uh, there was like black bars on both sides. But um, for a while I was working there. Like now I straight up feel like I just every time I go in there, dude, I feel like an old man now officially because the past few months I've been experimenting with like skits like showing my face and there's like an animated element and it'll get like 50K, 80K views, which again, like I'm showing like, you know, like my my fucked up perspective now. It's like it's yeah. good. But I'm like, I don't understand. Now I'm like watching shit on the For You page. Like these people are geniuses straight up. Like I'm like, I don't even know how you did that. Like that was, that's fucking incredible. Like that create, that's so creative. Um, What's like, what's the secret? Is it, is it just straight up like not taking too much time on it? Cause I'm like a perfectionist. Is it just like catching some magic in the moment? Um, Cause you post like both like your like instagram feed videos right and then some like random ones yeah um, yeah that that's that's been the thing for me on t tiktok uh, for me like i th i think i just don't take tiktok tiktok seriously because uh, this is gonna sound fucked up but it's like the the viewers and the followers on tiktok they 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 like don't have like a monetary value yet because right. brands haven't like determined that they're valuable because right. there's no external links really on TikTok besides whatever link you put in your bio. And yep. I don't think that really generates much traffic at all right. uh, based on the fact that I find this weird too, is like my TikTok has grown very quickly. Like I really started posting in September and here we are in May and I have 1.7 million. And at that, and at that point in September, I had 600 followers. Like I was like, fuck TikTok. I'm not posting on TikTok. Yeah. Um, and so for me, because there was, there hasn't been much like hustle to, to, to gain followers on there. And it's just sort of come organically through the for you page. Right. Um, I, I just, it's hard to take it seriously. I'll just like, I just kind of post whatever, whenever I don't have any sort of method. It's just in, and, and there's stuff that I'll post on TikTok that I wouldn't dream of posting on Instagram because I'm like, for whatever reason, they're okay with shittier content. I don't want to sound jaded, but like TikTok people, a lot of it's terrible and yeah. a lot of it gets so many likes and views. So it's like, well, if that's what they want, then I'm not going to give them the super polished good shit that I would spend money making. <laughs> right, right. I, I think you're hitting, the, you're hitting the nail on the head in the sense that it's like super disposable content. Like it, it's people like don't spend much time on a single video at all um and i think that's like what's confusing me because i'm so used to like perfecting the instagram fucking video perfecting the youtube video because like that shit people also on those platforms like a follower 
all kind of means they're going to watch your shit while on TikTok it defaults to the for you page which is like yeah. f- weird and fucked up in my opinion like uh, where whereas like a follower doesn't necessarily mean like they're a follower um granted like TikTok is super new you also have like people like Charlie uh, D'Amelio who straight up started dancing posting her dancing videos in like June like not even a year ago yeah. and now she's straight up Jimmy Fallon celebrity like yeah no and and like that has also sort of made me like devalue the 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 devalue the platform in a way because there's something that's so <laughs> depressing about like a uh, a 16 year old girl that can just like stand in front of her phone with a song playing and just be like she I've I've watched videos of her just being like nothing and yeah like, i saw a video of her eating like cereal 14 million likes and i'm like no fuck this platform if that's <laughs> what they're gonna reward then right. i'm not gonna put any effort into it <laughs> right 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 it is like I, I was talking with a buddy about this a few weeks ago like that a fit the the fact that that app exists like it, it it's the first official thing where i think i'm like too old to fully understand or appreciate it yeah i think it's dumb but I also think like, fuck, like maybe to like the 11, 12, 13 year olds of today's internet, like that's what content is going to be. Like that's what it's going to be. It's going to be super disposable because everyone has like an iPhone or like an Android, like pro fucking computer, like whatever. And they're able to like make like 4K pieces of content in like 30 seconds and post it up. When I was growing up, I'm 24 now. So when I was like 14, like. Nobody had smartphones. Everybody had like sidekick and flip phones and like nobody was able to make content. I was like a weirdo for making YouTube videos because I had a camera at home, like an actual camera. Um, the fact that everybody has access now, it's so strange, dude. And that's why like I'm half freaking out when I'm scrolling through that for you page because I'm like, there's too many like, like there's a lot of f- funny shit on TikTok. Yeah, no, there's, about, like, there's so much great stuff. And that's you know, that's the thing too is like there is really good stuff and there is stuff that people spend so much time making or whatever but like it it's like this it's disproportional to what actually gets super rewarded and yeah. so that's that's why i can't take it seriously i just i post whatever i want whenever i want on there if it catches it catches if not it doesn't i know my page is like super sticky so i know if like someone sees a video on the for you page and they like it and they go to my page if they liked that video, then they're gonna love the rest of the stuff. So, right. um, so yeah, it it. I don't know what the what the right answer is to like blowing up on TikTok, but I just I just know that I can't take it seriously until it's worth uh, until I can until I know like that it's what it's worth in terms of a monetary value. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Which is a weird way to look at it, but at the same time. Uh, you know, this is, this is my job. And so totally, totally. And you want to like dedicate time and energy where it should be like, you know, which is like, it totally makes sense and it's appropriate. I feel like there's some, like, there's some brand activity on TikTok. Like I know Chipotle had like a huge, um, uh, campaign like a little while ago, but like exactly like what you're saying, like all the brands are on YouTube, all the brands are on Instagram until it's on TikTok, um, there's so many people that aren't going to take it seriously. And it's good that you're like, we're on it and we're talking about it before that happens. So like there's a, we have a little bit of an edge, like a little bit of a head start. 
Um, but uh, dude, straight up, like I officially feel like an old man because I'm like scrolling down and I'm like, dude, like there's too many talented 15 year old kids. Like when I was growing up making YouTube videos, the, the talent pool was so small. Like you could rise to the top pretty easily. But now it's just like, dude, there's too much talent. There's too much funny shit posting me motherfuckers playing Nintendo Switch. And I'm like, damn, dude, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm not invited to this party anymore. You know, I'm going to stick on that. <laughs> yeah, Instagram. I totally I, I totally understand it, dude. Um, the other thing, too, about TikTok um, is that like while I'm saying like I don't like take it seriously and I don't have like a posting schedule or anything like that, um, I will say I do think that it will at some point in terms of video apps, like knock Instagram off the top pedestal. Mm. And the only reason I say that is because a couple, a couple days ago, I saw an ad for Instagram on TikTok. Like Instagram wow. had an ad that was like, come use Instagram. And so I foresee the growth uh, the the user base and the like abilities to do in app editing and and stuff uh, that will uh, at some point I think it'll it'll take over as the number one uh, mobile video app. Dude, we should start when that when that happens. We should definitely start a show. Um, Blake and Dan uh, extravaganza. Uh, yeah, the adventures of us. <laughs> Something. Um, speaking of which, I know I had that idea where, uh, we, uh, we live improv a, uh, 30 to 60 second, uh, skit where, um, you are a teddy bear and I, uh, I'm a, like a guy like in bed with a teddy bear. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think we, we have to take a stab at it. I had the idea when I was like, um, super bored and I thought it would be a good idea. And I think it has some, uh. I think it has some uh, some potential, dude. What do you think? I think it's good. It could get real creepy. <laughs> it could. It could. I I think the theme here is um, I'm like going to like I could be a little kid and I go to grab the teddy bear and the teddy bear like doesn't want it like he has issues with being touched. Ah, dude, like, not there. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know ah, what I'm talking about? Ah, dad. <laughs> And I'm just realizing that it could talk like there's the shock of, of realizing the teddy bear can talk. And then there's like the uh, the uh, the lesson in like, you know, you can't touch me just when you want to touch me. You have to. And I'll be like, oh, oh, my God. Like, I never thought about like, we'll we'll think of something. We could totally improv this. Um, but I, but this is this will be a cool man coffee Dan first where it's live. Um, there's no real script. There's Maseratis in the background. I hear that. <laughs> that was a V12 <laughs> for sure. Um, but uh, I think I think uh, you know there's there's a uh, there's something something worth happening in this skit here. So yeah. I'll, I'll like count down and I'll I'll uh, put on the kid voice and uh, like I said, 30 to 60 seconds, maybe a little extra, and I'll stitch it all together the right way. Um, but, uh, uh, all right, here we go. Hold on one second. <clears throat> okay. Three, two, one, little kid. <clears throat> um, oh man, I, I'm so tired. Time to go to bed. Ah, uh. ah, dude, what are you doing? Don't, don't grab me there. Whoa, 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 you, you could, you could talk. Yeah. I've been able to talk this whole time, dude. What's up? I'm just trying to go to bed. I, I thought it'd be nice to do a little cuddling, you know. 
yeah, well, I'm not really in the mood for cuddling right now. I'm tired and I've had a busy day and you're just over here trying to grab me and cuddle me and stuff right now. Not in the mood, dude. What? But what do you mean? You're a teddy bear. What do you mean I can't cuddle you? Well, you can when we're both in the mood to cuddle. But right now, I'm not feeling it, dude. I just want to be alone and chilling. Wow. I I learned a a valuable lesson about uh, boundaries. And I guess uh, we could sleep on opposite sides of the bed, Mr. Teddy Bear, tonight. You know what? That sounds pretty good right now. And maybe tomorrow... When I'm feeling a little bit better about myself, maybe then we can cuddle. How about that? Sounds like a plan, man. I love you. I also love you. Sometimes. Dude, that was fucked up. That was that was pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> that was pretty good. That went better than I expected. Uh, I, to be honest, I thought that was just gonna be weird, but um, it ended up being like I think that that audio is usable. Yeah. Well, I because we we locked down a premise. That's why. If we would have just gone into that blind, it could have been. It would have been awful. Would have been weird. Would have been weird. Before the podcast, I was like, I should probably give some direction beforehand so we have something to go off of. Um, but yeah, because you, you, you texted me the other day and you're like, would you want to do a, the voice of a teddy bear? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And then I was like thinking about it. I was like, in what context? <laughs> Dude, it's so weird with my shit. Like, And this is from the beginning. This is straight up all. This spans back to the that first animation I did that the, the grandma's butthole meme page reposted. I think of like a character or an image before I think of like any storyline, any any other shots, any other characters. With my first animation, I just like thought of a snake, and I'm like, it'd be cool to draw that and voice a snake. And I built this like political statement around it. But like sometimes I just think of like a cool like visual, and I'm like, that's half the battle is thinking of like a cool cartoon character. Um, and, uh, building up, then, then you worry about like the other shit and like, and then I was like, dude, Blake, I thought of a teddy bear. I'm like, dude, Blake would be a perfect voice for a teddy bear. (laughs) And then it's like, all right, teddy bear doesn't want to be touched. And it's like, all right, it could be a cool, like lesson about like boundaries, like in a cringy, funny way. Um, but that went perfect, dude. Um, to wrap this all up, um, I like to like end this, uh, you know, the episodes that I do with guests, um, and ask them like, what would you tell your younger self um, now that you're uh, this far along in your journey? Um, what would you tell the younger version of you? You know, um, to keep uh, uh, your younger self motivated and excited for the future. Ooh, uh, one of the things I think I would tell myself is um, like, don't say yes to everything. <laughs> like that's. One of the things, because that is uh, a surefire way to burn out for one and uh, get get uh, disappointed, um, and then also uh, I would I would tell the younger version of myself like like what I said earlier don't don't stop don't stop get it get it let me see the way you seen it <laughs> hell yeah dude I like that um, I think that's a perfect way to end it man. Um, how do you want to, you want to plug your socials and tell people where they could find you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, uh, find me at, uh, Blake Weber everywhere. Um, if you want to see like my real life, you can follow me at bottle of Stottle on, uh, Instagram. Uh, Ooh. and yeah, it's pretty, pretty much it. I'm, I'm just excited for what the future holds and I can't wait for this goddamn coronavirus, uh, ordeal to be, uh, something we look back at and laugh at. Dude, I agree. What's the first thing you're doing when you when it's all said and done? 
Uh, I'm gonna, I'm, it's gonna be like a month of just not sleeping. Hell yeah. I can't I wait. I'm that. not gonna come home. I'm just gonna be out everywhere let's, doing uh, everything. Let's get a let's get a Long Island iced tea at a bar or something, and we'll uh, we'll call it a day. Yeah, dude. We'll share one so that we can <laughs> share our germs. Hell yeah, dude. It'll be a, everyone's gonna be celebrating by like making out, dude. For that for that weekend, everyone's you know no sexual orientation. Everyone's just gonna be celebrating, swapping spit That's as right. it used to be in rome i don't fucking know right let's wrap this up (laughs) can't wait to make out with my boys hell yeah dude all right man thanks for coming on bro thanks for having me what a beautiful honest conversation glad it happened um he's a really cool guy and i think uh we all got some better insight into his life as to what makes him tick and uh a lot of similarities in between me and him as far as online content creation and you know what it what it means to be doing that during this weird time in the world um but thank you guys for listening to this podcast uh really do appreciate it a month in i feel like uh this was definitely the move for me i'm so glad that i started this podcast um and it's very fun it's just very fun to be further connecting with everybody and um, i'm glad i could be offering some entertainment for all of you um again i ask if you are listening on apple podcasts please leave a five-star review. And if you're listening on Spotify, please hit that follow button. Everywhere else, I'm sure there's similar stuff. Leave a review, follow me, make sure you're all subscribed up so you never miss an episode. And uh, yeah, also the video version on YouTube is available at uh, the YouTube channel. That's really cool, man. And make sure you tell a friend to listen to this podcast if you think they might get some joy, joy out of it. Um, Thank you guys so much. And I hope everybody's keeping it all together Um, and uh, can't wait to keep instilling a little bit of fun and inspiration and laughs into your lives during this uh, time in our lives. I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.